to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. Hey, guess what? No more catfish. On Motto, who you see is who you meet. Every profile is reviewed and verified by a real human. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gang queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for this news, reviews, and interviews. This week, we got daddies, singers making reveals and a movie trailer debut that had us gagging it's time for the pop five weekly wrap-up if a headline was made and it's fair game for shade and joining me this week are mikey and special guest amanda pork hello friends hello good morning michael um yes this is morning um amanda i record things in the morning it's crazy right who who would have thought um it's my fault it's i forced him to do this i like to do even earlier and he gets mad at me yeah, sometimes I do. And I, I knew if I said 10 o'clock this week, um, Amanda would have been like, ah, bye. So we, we yeah, compromise, compromise, friends. All right. Uh, we are going to be taking five pop culture topics, headline stories, and rather than the usual rapid fire, we're going to break them apart and share our thoughts. There are lots of things happening in a given week, so some of your favorite moments might not be included. But if you want to discuss something, reach out. DM me at Michael Block Talk on Instagram. No promises. All right, so people, friends, you're probably wondering why the hell is Amanda Pork on this podcast right now? Well, here's what I will say. We are here to plug a little project. All right, Amanda, let's talk about 69 Questions, a New York City Pride series. Obviously, let's start at the beginning. Why did you start this project and why is it important now? So I had this idea. I like telling the story. Yeah, this is really funny. Um, I was really, really high. I had an edible. Um, Shocker. I had an edible and I was pretty much asleep. I was like, I was very close to falling asleep. And then like I shot up, grabbed my phone and then like typed in 69 questions, pride series into my phone. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, what is this? Um, And then I was like, oh, I did like, and then I, you know, it started coming back to me of like what I was thinking. Um, and so I wrote it all down. This was at this point, like a month and a half ago, um, like mid-April-ish. Um, and yeah, I um, obviously inspired by Vogue 74 questions. Um, and I had, I think that's why I, I was watching them when I was like on break at work. I was watching one of them and I think that was what inspired the the high idea. Um mm. a high idea, if you if you will. Um and yeah, it's 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 important now because um of all the anti-trans legislature coming our way, um and um all these drag bands, I wanted to make sure that I I could represent my friends in the best light possible and kind of a perspective um beyond the stage you know my friends have gotten posted on fox news like at drag brunch being like this was a family friendly event and it's like no it wasn't like where are you getting this footage from you're just plugging it in like are you insane mm-hmm. um and um just stuff like that has you know it's we're in a really tough time and yeah, I just wanted to showcase not only my friends, but get to know people who I've looked up to who maybe um, I don't hang out with as much. This was a great opportunity, like a great networking opportunity. Everybody really wanted to do it and everybody was really excited to volunteer, which I'm really grateful for. Um, Cause like, I don't have money to give these people. I'm like, I do you have 15 minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 
So I'm catching these people like on the streets of New York, um, backstage in their apartment while they're putting makeup on in the garment district with like fabric shopping and we have a quick coffee and a 15 minute like it's just like it really catches um what it's like to hustle in new york as a drag entertainer um and also kind of captures the beauty of life and also the hardships and some encouraging words from um some of my trans siblings um and yeah i'm just really excited for everybody to see what 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 the give give us the the tagline give us the logline pitch the show um okay uh 69 questions in new york city pride series is um a love letter people love to say that is a love letter um to uh queer people in general but most importantly um I don't know, people, like, I feel like it's just like, these are real people, like, these are, um, this is, like I said, it's just like the middle of their everyday, and it's just, it's really cool to, for me, at least, um, to do something that's, like, not very produced, like, like, not highly produced of, like, you know, um, all the backgrounds and like having a ring light. And so like, it's just me, my phone, a street lamp and a dream, like a sheet of paper with 69 questions. Um, so it's been really minimalist. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just love it a lot. What's the road to making this project? What was it? How did it become realized? um so I wrote down I first had the idea the next day I had off I wrote down 500 questions it took me so long and um so I've been like picking and pulling from those every single interview starts the same I ask the same 10 questions then I branch off to get some individuality um just to kind of cover the bases of you know like what kind of person are we are we talking about today you know what I mean and then kind Mm -hmm. of break up into into more about their um so uh, their accomplishments um but yeah it's it's been a lot of writing which obviously 69 times 30 is like 2000 something questions um so I, i'm glad that i had this idea early enough that i could make it happen without the stress of pride month shenanigans mm-hmm. you know what i mean like running around like crazy trying to get it done because um i've been filming these since like may 2nd um and i'm over halfway done with them um and so now like they're all just like scheduled in my um social media so it, it's it's just been like um it's also helped me kind of find um, a voice a little bit more because I'm a very quiet, kind of like dry person. And I, in, in group situations, which is how usually how I find myself in nightlife, obviously, is like you and like 10 other girls in the dressing room, like you're not going to, I'm not going to get a word in because that's just mm-hmm. not who I am. Um, I'm not going to like step on toes to like try to get into a conversation. That's just, I don't care enough um but this I excel at like one-on-one like intimate time with like drag siblings so this has been really great for me to kind of put myself out there too and and you know learn surprising things about my friends who I've been friends with for like four years um I'm like I didn't know that about you so that's been fun and then also yeah like I said hanging out with um some like more well-established like local legends who I don't get to talk to very often. That's what I mean, welcome to my world. Like this is, this is what I get to do when I interview people on the podcast is get to find out things and get to share the information with listeners who wouldn't know about that stuff because you don't get the opportunity to share your life story, your accomplishments, um, the things that made you, you on the microphone at a drag show. It just doesn't happen that way. Right. And I also liked, um, you know, a lot of like companies and stuff do like a little pride. So I I can't remember who did it. 
last year, but like Izzy on Cut did it last year. Mm-hmm. Tsunami Muse, you know what I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about. Like, I, you think I, I remember can what, remember what I did last week? I think. I, oh, I think it was Yahoo or something. Yahoo, it's possible. Um, but anyway, um, we like I I love that kind of like sit down interview and like things like that. I feel like yeah, people they get to talk about themselves on mic and stuff, but you know, they're not going to bring up their traumas and things like that. And, you know, so you like people go on like RuPaul's Drag Race and, you know, like Jax and stuff like that. And people are like, oh, I didn't know that about Jax. Like, I didn't know that about my sister. Oh, believe me, if you friends, if you want to hear some traumas, listen to some of the interviews I've done. They, they you, you get to a point sometimes where you know when they're comfortable enough to reveal and then you insert that question in everything comes out and for me my favorite part of any interview that i do on the podcast is hearing my guests say that's a good question and you know you've done your job well right exactly um yeah i feel like the most rewarding part is like giving people uh you know that kind of um spotlight feel like the spotlight's on them for like you know not everybody's gonna get to be on tv dragula drag you know camp on kiki any of that like not everybody's gonna get to do that and um and feel like they had their story listened to and things like so that's been nice too is making sure people feel heard especially you know my friends who really really care about i'm like i want to like i want people to hear what you have to say do you have to watch the entire series in order or can you piecemeal it oh you can watch it in any order yeah um I've I interviewed um the entire house of Kiki mm-hmm. essentially um and like I had to space those out so that they're all not you know grouped together and doing all the cake boys they're not you know I don't want them all to be smushed together um you can watch it in an order but if you wanted to watch like all the cake boys back to back feel free like that'd be great um but yeah it can be in any order who was the hardest interview to get? Um, interesting. I would say maybe, maybe Britta. Just because she, like, um, most people, like, just, you know, DM and they're like, yeah, let's do it. Can you do it tomorrow? Um, whereas, like, Britta has more of, like, a... a schedule and uh, mm-hmm. a life and things with like drag out the vote and stuff like that so just like going back and forth through email like rescheduling um so like that but she was so excited to do it um yeah I feel, I feel like for the most part you know like people are excited to talk about themselves <laughs> um and when I say it's only 15 minute commitment that's great too um so yeah just like a you know i feel like for the most part it's just a dm like this is this is my idea don't tell anybody um because my ideas get stolen um so yeah when are you free (laughs) you mean like other people coming up with podcasts about interviewing people and i'm like been here this entire time but you do you friends oh that's it What's the craziest place you filmed? Because you've already mentioned you you've done gigs, getting ready, the garment district. What's the most wild experience that you want to tease? Um, I did an interview outside of the duplex. Um, I have filmed like five interviews on that street already. <laughs> um, just because you know. Also, another disclaimer um, for anybody who might be listening or watching the series, um, we. In New York City, your dressing room space is usually a bathroom the size of your dresser <laughs> at home. Um, or, um, yeah, especially in, like, the West Village, I feel like, is, like, very tiny spaces to get ready, if not none, you know? So I, it's been really creative trying to get good sound quality, make sure you can actually hear the interview. Um, but I, um, did this, uh, interview on the corner outside of the duplex and, um, during the interview, uh, a gentleman came by asking for 
um, money and, you know, it was very sweet. So we like had a little interaction with them. Um, and yeah, I feel like that was, I guess, kind of the, the wildest thing that happened, not really the wildest spot I've, cause you know, I'm just, I, it's half of them have been like on the street, um, out like right outside of the bar or, um, in like someone's apartment. So nothing too crazy yet. Um, yet. like tend to do, but, um, but yeah, that was, that was the craziest, not really crazy, but, um, that was the most bizarre thing that I wasn't ex- kind of expecting to have to navigate. Um, but yeah. What do you want the viewers and listeners and people who are sharing it to get out of watching the series? Can you repeat that one more time? What do you want your people watching it to get out of watching the series? I want people to feel like there's hope. There's light at the end of this really bumpy, dark, gross tunnel that we're in right now of... um, constantly being targeted especially trans people want to keep reiterating it um and i want people to see that there can be trans joy there can be queer joy um it's not all constant fighting for i mean it is you know being queer in general is political like a political statement just existing but um there is joy there's family there's you chosen family um there's wholesome upbringings there are happy coming out stories i also have some you know upsetting coming out stories who have some advice for people who might be listening who are growing up in these conservative states who can't come out literally can't because they will be in danger um so just offering a little bit of insight um, because conservatives are focused on banning books. They're not focused on banning YouTube, baby. And and my stuff's going to be on YouTube for every single teenage kid to see um, and see that it can be good. You can be joyous. You can uh, find love. You can have a chosen family. And yeah, I just hope that I'm mostly like, well, I do just want to give a spotlight, a platform for people to talk about themselves, share that on their um, social medias, um, you know, share with their friends. Honestly, like when I'm putting these together, I'm like, what would I want someone to be talking about when I was 16? Like, you know what I mean? Um, What would I, what was I having questions about that I wasn't seeing or hearing about the lives of people like me? You know what I mean? So that's kind of been my perspective of. I'm going to ask you the hardest question now. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself while working on this project? Um, I've learned that I, I, I don't know. Cause I'm, I already know I'm a procrastinator. Um, but also like I have 20 of them done and it's like the second day of June, third day of June. So honestly kind of killing it. Um, but I know I'm a procrastinator. Um, I have learned that, oh yeah, I texted you like my, after like my fourth interview, it was like writing questions is hard. Um, so props to you. Um, it's really hard. Um, just because you want to have these intimate moments with people. So you want to know everything about them before you go into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, so it's just been like a lot of like studying, catching up on, you know, stuff like um, some of my closer sisters have been doing like, okay, let me see, um, go back, see if they've done a pageant or if they've, you know, done anything that, so that I can um, better uh, give them a better pla- a, a platform that is um, worthy of, of standing upon. Um, and yeah, I just feel like I've learned that I'm good at it. I don't know. A lot of people come up like I it's kind of been like a slow audience kind of thing, but I've gotten a, a good bit of followers from it. Um but I feel like 
what's been most rewarding for me is that um like Mr. Emo Kiki came up to me last night after Ari's interview and he was like just so you know like this is insane what you're doing is like I don't know if you know how big of a deal it is and like he just kept saying it. I was like thank you like I really appreciate it um and so I guess I know there's a really long uh, masturbatory way of um, saying that I learned that I'm good at it. <laughs> That's fair. All right. We'll plug it at the end as well, but give us the info. Where can we watch? You can watch on my Instagram uh, at Amanda Pork, A-M-A-N-D-A-P-O-R-Q. Uh, spell it with a Q because I'm queer. And... Um, that's just going to have your highlights and um, a little photo of, of who the the daily guest is. And then if you go to, over to my YouTube channel under the same uh, handle, you're going to find the full interview. Um, averages about um, the shortest interview I've done is 13 minutes. The longest I've done is 34 minutes. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. I, it's it's a little bit of every a little bit of everything amazing well congrats and now that we know everything about the 69 questions let's talk about our five topics of the week are we ready friends i'm ready we got some we got some juicy um topics today yeah mikey's excited i can tell look at that face do we i mean i feel like half the time 90 percent of my being on this is just telling Michael that these topics are not good. I offer the opportunity. Listen, uh, there was going to be a topic this week that Mikey struck down. I struck it down. I said, um, absolutely not. No, man. We were, we were going to talk about um, the new stars are blind, but Mikey hates Paris Hilton. Apparently. I love Paris Hilton. I hate reality TV like that. What do you, what do you mean? Reality TV? It's a song. Is whoop. It's the remix of the song with Kim Petras, moron. Yeah, it isn't now. I thought it was a, I listen, you can't there's so many weirdly named reality television programs. You cannot Wait, blame t- time out. T- you are cannot, you not familiar with the banger known as Stars Are Blind by Paris Hilton? Girl, no. Apparently where, not. Where were you yeah. in 2007? 2007? I was 12. Same. Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen, fine. That that is a whole nother thing. Go listen to it. Stars are blind. Um, it's Paris Hilton now featuring Kim Patrick. It's it's a it's a it's good. It's good. But we're not talking about them. Have we daddied? Have we daddied too hard? Well, Bella Ramsey thinks so. The Last of Us star thinks that the daddy discourse to their co-star Pedro Pascal might have run its course. This comes on the heels of a recent Hollywood Reporter roundtable chat where Pascal declared that he was both not a daddy and not going to be a daddy. Now, aside from playing a traveler with a child in two of his big franchises on The Last of Us and The Mandalorian, how did Pedro Pascal become daddy? Why is he daddy? I feel like... um. I mean, he is just, you know, like a mid to late 40s, like white man. So um, I feel like pop culture is already going to be like, oh, yes, daddy. You know what I mean? They're already like, I feel like it's really easy to give someone <laughs> that title <laughs> like that. Um, but I feel like he, in my opinion, he just has this like kind of like, cool like relaxed like kind of swagger about him that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. makes him more appealing than other uh daddies of 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 futures past i mean Uh, listen (laughs) there there, there was a whole skit on snl about daddy and mommy and mother and and i think straight culture took it from the gays again they sure because daddy in in gay culture means something very different as we all know um, but Mikey, what constitutes a daddy? Is daddy a state of mind? Are we talking about in gay culture or, or in this weird celebrity thing that people are trying to push that I don't understand? Both, because that's the thing. They took it in a way that for us, it means something different, but they're trying to make it mean the same thing. It's not the same. No, it's not. I mean, they're trying to make it be the same thing, but I mean, like, 
it's just the same thing. It, it's used in gay culture. And then the straights get it and they morph it into something weird. Like for me, I, I, I know I came into the world of drag race a little late. So I learned the lingo a little late. Um, and now it's your whole brand. It's my, now my whole brand. But what, what I've found is in the time since I've become acclimated with the culture of drag race, which was taken from ballroom culture, of the straights have taken it as well. Like the amount of times I've now heard people on news broadcasts say spill the tea. I was like, no, you no, you can't have it. It's ours. Well, it technically wasn't ours. It was ball cultures. The queer culture, though. The queer culture is what I'm referring to. Yes, I understand what you're saying there. Um, what's your favorite gay lingo that you don't want the, gay, the the straights to ever have? I don't want to say it because I don't want them to steal it. Do you think any straight person is listening to this besides Jane? Say you know what? Here. Maybe. <laughs> It's not really lingo, but I just I just want everybody to be doing um, poppers all year round. They already are okay. now. Okay, listen, like, listen, Amanda, Amanda, my brother Ew. did poppers before I had ever done poppers because apparently that's a thing in in straight party scenes. They yeah. did like poppers too. Yeah, I only know one straight person other than like the straight people who I've made do it with me but um uh who has done poppers so that's interesting that's fair actually you Um, know what the straights can steal washing their ass oh they can and just wiping in general (laughs) also correct (laughs) um I have a question would you rather travel with zombie apocalypse daddy pedro or dark side galaxy space daddy pedro That's a reference um, to The way, Last of Us or The Mandalorian. Which version of Pedro Pascal would you prefer? It's like either way, people are trying to kill me. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, um. Has he done any other movies that I could travel along with him on instead? Um, well, if, if you're familiar with the television program Game of Thrones, he made a very, very um, well-known scene in that one. Are you familiar with Game of Thrones? Uh, I, I, I think I've heard of it. Uh, do you remember the guy who got his eyes pushed through? I know, girl, I know. Yeah, yeah, that one I don't want to be in either. I'm <laughs> looking for like a fun one that's like he's not in a gay gonna... western right now with Mano Rios, who is oh god, that boy is sexy. Um, oh, he did a movie with Will Smith called Amen: The Fight for America, and we know Will Smith; he liked to fight. Whoop! Yeah, he do. Yeah, he do. Um, listen. I love Mando. I got to meet Mando and Grogu at Disneyland. Um, Did I almost start crying in front of literal children there? Yes, because I saw Grogu. Um, We all know I love me some Grogu. Amanda, do you love Grogu? He's a cutie. Yeah, we love Grogu. Is that maybe Yoda? He loves pissing me off. Yes, I sure do. I get joy out of it, but you also get joy out of triggering me. So let's trigger you. If Pedro's not daddy, who is daddy, Mikey? Do I want to give you a real answer or no? Come on, give me an answer. I want to hear it. James Corden. We, yep. All right. It's not on record. You said James Corden is daddy. No, I don't fucking, I don't, I don't celebrity culture, so I don't really care. Okay. That's fair. Amanda, do you have a different daddy than Pedro Pascal? Um, the hilarious Ross Matthews. <laughs> and Mikey spits out his Pepsi. I hate her. She ran into me in a bar once and spilled my drink and then giggled and went oops and did not buy me another drink. So I don't fuck with Ross Matthews until she buys me another drink and then we're good. <laughs> hilarious. All right. Say hello to this little baby. At the age of 83, Hollywood superstar Al Pacino is set to become a father again with his 29-year-old girlfriend, Noor Alfala. And yes, she is 29 and he is 83 and they did the nasty to make a baby. Good for him. Pacino will join a list of old men in Hollywood as Robert De Niro has recently also welcomed his seventh child at the age of 79. 
Is there a cutoff that's too old to be a father? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you're just close to that trust fund, baby. Well, that's what my next point was going to be. Being an offspring of a rich celebrity, if you lose a parent due to old age, does having an inheritance make up for the lack of parental unit? I feel like you can find parents outside of, you know, I feel like parents is very loose terms, just, you know, like mm-hmm. people who look out for you. So you could, I mean, also if you like, you know, a lot of people get are raised by single parents all the time. And, but I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like just if you don't know any different, then you're not going to like, you know, if it happens when they're younger, you know. Yeah. think about it too much i feel like i mean that kid's gonna be rich that child gonna be very very rich also i saw um i don't know if this is a talking point later but um when i was like when i was looking at the topics um he says that he doesn't think it's his he's like demanding paternity tests yeah there's there's that discussion as well i wasn't gonna necessarily bring that up but uh yeah he he his he's asking for it um which makes sense at, at a certain point the, the, the swimmers, the swimmers like, don't swim. Exactly. Like, are, we, are we shooting blanks? We, we, we don't know. Yeah. Um, Al Pacino. Mikey, are you a fan of the work, the body of work of Al Pacino? I mean, I like him as an actor and the things I've seen, but I haven't seen his most famous stuff because it's not my kind of movie. you never seen Scarface? No. Godfather? No. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. My mom loves Al Pacino adores Al Pacino. I got to see Al Pacino um, on Broadway um, in a play called Salome, also featuring Marissa Tomei. And I was probably in high school when I went to see this. And uh, yeah, bare naked Marissa Tomei. My mom was like, what? And I was like, I would love that. Yeah, I love him. I love Marissa Tomei. She could do no wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of her biological clock is ticking. Look look at bringing it all together. Babies, babies, babies. Um, Amanda, you know the reference, yes? I only know it from the Fire Island movie. <laughs> I know. My Cousin Vinny. Wonderful, wonderful film. You should watch it. It's very good. It's what won her her Oscar. It is. Um, well, Al Pacino, I, I hope the baby is yours. Um, I think the baby would like it to be yours so he can have money. But um, apparently this 29-year-old lady is known for um, being with older men. So. Good for uh, her. Exactly. Good good for her. Um, what older Hollywood fellow would you like to be the father of your child? <laughs> I can't get pregnant, Michael. That's not how it works. You can adopt. Then it wouldn't be the father of my child. You can make you can there is science. You can make the science happen. That's not how science Who do you want? Works. Who do you, maybe they have their um maybe the frozen shit. Um, come on, give me give me a name. Who do you want to be um, your baby daddy? Oh, God damn it. Mikey, this is why you wake up on Saturday mornings. This is this is why you torment my very existence on a regular weekly basis. Yeah. Come on, Pass. give me a name. Give me a name. Pass. Come on. I don't know. Norma Desmond. There's no there's no older gentleman in the world of Hollywood that you're like. Whoever has I whoever has the most money, I'll take. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Clint Eastwood. No. Um, no, Mikey. I don't. Robert Redford. Uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, okay. Amanda, do you have anyone else in mind? The hilarious Ross Matthews. I'm done. There it is. There it is. There it is. All right. Well, the hate makes her feel not good as hell. Lizzo has revealed that she has been close to leaving the industry after a conservative commentator critiqued and unleashed on her body after a viral tweet. Lizzo says that the love definitely does not outweigh the hate on social media. No pun intended. She went on to say that being fat is her brand as well as Feel good music and championing all people. Now, as a singer who celebrates body positivity, social media being a potential breaking point, how can she take this moment and help others who experience this kind of hate make it a teaching moment and a positive experience? 
I feel like in general, just um, we don't see people like Lizzo very often. Um, People who are so in love with exactly who they are and are, you know, excited to have a brand to literally make people who look like her and feel like her be more confident. You know what I mean? Like literally made like undergarments for people just to like, just to feel good about themselves. I think like as awful as it is and you know um the times of you know we're currently living out of just you know cancel culture and all that especially like from like conservatives and things like that I think it's just important to like stay like try to put yourself more in the spotlight you know what I mean rather than like take a step back so mm-hmm. it's like push more and more because it's eventually going to make change you know what I mean I mean, at the end of the day, like the, the words do hurt. And and as much as she wants to be positive, like people saying shit to her, it's going to take effect. Yeah, it's possible. It's a random person that she'll probably never meet, but it still hurts. Yeah. Mikey, what are your thoughts? I'm kind of, and I know this is not like, and this is not an attack on you. I'm over the whole, how do we make this positive and how can she use it to like motivate and inspire why aren't we asking these people to not? And like, it, I, I, like it's 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 exhausting having to always be the one that like has to be the stand or standing point or has to inspire, or has to have a positive spin or a positive message. Or sometimes it's like, this hurts, this sucks. I wanted to quit music because these people are assholes. I'm not giving you a motivation or a positive spin. Fuck them. Like they're fucking I mean, assholes. And like, we can I mean, see it, it right now. I mean, it be a moment where she says, I quit and all her fans be like, fuck you. And then take the 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 reins to get people to stop. Um, but but it's, it's, there's so much, there's so much emphasis on the victim kind of having to come forward and make all these statements. And sometimes it's like, no, fuck you. Y- y'all said some shit you shouldn't have. And I mean, you're, we're seeing it exactly in this moment with um, the two trans women uh, that were in the Donald Trump campaign that are the TikTok stars, Dylan, and I can't remember the other one, her name, um, but it, it, they're being attacked and now they're coming out of the woodworks after being, after Dylan was just attacked for the Bud Light thing, being like, we haven't talked in months and now we're getting attacked by, like, why are we doing this? And, and mm-hmm. it's, they shouldn't have to come forward and be like, oh, don't do this bubble. Like other people should be doing that. Where are these allies? Because uh, Taylor Swift had the whole last documentary about being a big ally, and where the fuck has she been? And I'm no torn. one ever com- and no one ever comes to ta- uh, to Lizzo's aid. Why does Lizzo have to make the statement when well, Lady Gaga's right there, or well, here, Taylor here, Swift's here, right there? Here's, here's the next part of it. Why does body image play so much into the world of girly pop music, and how can that stigma be broken? Why can't we have other artists who are bigger take the spotlight as well because Lizzo kind of broke the mold and yeah it's because Lizzo also is a brilliant and amazingly talented human why can't we allow other people who may not um, be as skinny as someone like Ariana to be able to be a pop star why is there a stigma against large pop stars do you want the real answer or yeah give me the answer America hates fat people and views them as less than. And America views fat people as second-class citizens. So how do we break that stigma? I, I, I don't know. People have tried and tried and tried. I, I, I don't have an answer, but it's it, the biggest thing is for people who claim to be allies to keep making noise and to keep pushing for it and promoting for it. I'm go back to our very first American Idol. The second she started to keep her baby weight, oh my god, it was over. People just ripped her apart because she did the natural thing because she's a real person. And and it doesn't take away from her talent because Kelly Clarkson is still one of the big, best vocalists yep. in this decade. Why, why is there such a stigma on how she looks and presents herself? It's crazy. It's really, really crazy. Yeah. I don't know. And, and it's interesting because it's also about the the image of what a pop star should be. 
and and how a pop star can dress but like you you look at um someone like lizzo and a lot of the things she wears it's very much in line of what a drag artist would wear too and and there's almost a stigma against that as well but friends if you have not seen the news today um the drag ban in tennessee has now been deemed unconstitutional so that's a victory um but yeah, it, it's it's the societal norms of what an of a person should be that gets in the way of every single aspect of everything. Imagine if Kim Kardashian was quote fat, should be done. I don't think Kris Jenner would ever allow that to happen. Her to be done. Mm, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I would love to see Lizzo one day. I saw her concert. It was fun. She's really, really cool. Was it good as hell? Um, it was probably the worst concert experience I went to because I got, it was right after she blew up, but she was on tour and it was clubs. So she was way too big a name for clubs. Uh, so the women in front of me were like doing lines of Coke. They were smoking cigarettes. I almost got burned by, and we're inside. Almost got burned by a couple of cigarettes. We had to tell them to put it out. And they're like, but I want to smoke okay, well, it's illegal to smoke inside in California. So maybe let's not. And then I got punched in the back of the head about four or five times. I'm like, y'all need to learn how to act. Well, I'm, I'm glad you didn't lose your phone and ask where the hell my phone. This was where before she released phone. that song. <gasps> what? She did anything before that song? I thought that was the first song she did. Oh, bye. Um, Amanda, have you performed that song? No. Good. Um, there was a time I wanted to do a night of a thousand with hell my phones as a um, charity event mm-hmm. because everyone was doing that song in drag. Well, also um, but Lizzo. In general, Lizzo, don't quit. We love you. Um, you're the only person that can beat RuPaul at the Emmys right now. <laughs> Crazy, right? Maybe if she does a cover of um, "This Is Me" and a dress with slurs, it'll be a good message. We've never seen that before never never seen that before all right let's move on to our next topic two years after apologizing for her depiction of autism in the film music Sia has revealed that she has been diagnosed with the condition herself sharing the news on my favorite podcast rob as a podcast she revealed that the diagnosis has brought a sense of relief as she's had to put on a human suit for 45 years and only in the last two years she has become fully herself and yes that means sia is 47 years old sia appeared on the podcast to tell survivor 44 finalist carolyn wiggler that she is her favorite player and gave her a hundred thousand dollars uh carolyn is a recovering addict with adhd and became a fan favorite for being her weird self on the show also sia is a recovering alcoholic as well obviously fans of survivor know that each season season gives sia gives money to a group of contestants that she feels connected to and i hope to be in that company one day when i'm on survivor now despite the backlash of sia's film and casting maddie ziegler does that change anyone's viewpoint can sia be a champion for others on the spectrum who are not fully understood by societal standards and norms Mikey thoughts. I'm gonna be so honest. My brain just went. Who's Karen w- Wiggler? Carolyn Wiggler. It's okay. You didn't. Oh, and I, I fully heard nothing after that because I was like, I don't know who this woman is. What Survivor. It's okay. I, I gave you the context. <laughs> I'm so um, sorry. I just. Went, do you know who I she is? Can we? Can we can I do we, know who Sia is. I okay, okay. I know her. Um, I mean. One good for her for realizing that she is, or finding out that she is um, on the spectrum. It, it can be definitely eye-opening and help you with navigating life better once you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, good for her. I, I don't know what more to say. This well, is- I mean, I guess this, this goes more along the lines of the backlash she got for um, her film and using Maddie and all this stuff. But the backlash um, is still valid for that film. Right. Well, that's that's the question. Like, if she had re- found out two years ago that she was autistic and it was... Because she was trying to use it as a celebratory teaching moment as well, um, and people just ripped her to shreds, would that have made a difference then? Probably not. I don't think so, because, um, 
you know, it, it is a spectrum. Um, and uh, every, all the autistic people I know are very like, oh, but it's not like you have to take accountability. It's not an excuse to do anything. It's just it's just a little something spicy um, uh, on on top of your um, day to day life. Um, so no, like um, she, I feel like it still would have gotten the same amount of um, conversation. That's fair. Um, are we fans of Sia? Do we like Sia and her music? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's got some bops. I like her. Has she released anything? This is not. This is where you're gonna lose. Where I'm gonna lose people. Has she released anything past that like first album? First publicly big blown up album because she had like three before that. Is that with like Titanium and that shit? Right. Yeah, she had a lot before before that because she was a huge huge star in Australia. Um, and then America, America was like, look who we found her. And she's like, no, I've been here. And that's why she did the face thing, uh, because people knew who she was before that. Um, no, she has with the film music. She did a couple more things, but because of the backlash uh, with the Maddie stuff, um, it didn't really catch on. So she has music, uh, but she loves watching Survivor and gives people money. Um, I at this point in time, I just she, she must be fucking loaded um because it's been about 10 seasons where she keeps on giving people money um like almost two hundred thousand dollars up per season it's a lot of money also, you want to be sia's favorite absolutely if i'm not going to win the game because are you kidding me you think this person can win survivor oh no we already talked about how you're um, not winning the game no if you if happen. you make it to, to to the jury i will be shocked I will make it to jury. I I'm I got the charisma to make it to jury. The I winner of this season. See how that turns out. The winner of this season, um, very much um, my type, and he uses charisma because you can be authentically you. Amanda, do you think I'd do well on Survivor? Um, I have never seen um a single episode of Survivor in my life, so I have no idea. Um, but you should do um the Masked Singer. I should do the mass singer. Okay. Um, does that mean you think I have a beautiful, beautiful voice? Um, no, I, I think you just have to go and be super mask. I think that's the premise. Oh, right. That I can absolutely do. Right. <laughs> wow. That, that was called an inside thought that should have stayed in. Um, oh, fuck. Wow. Wow. No, I think you have a better shot of, of getting farther on Big Brother. I do too, because it's air conditioning. You're going to struggle majorly with those physical challenges in the Survivor and the like eating bugs and shit that you have to do. But I would be good TV because I'd be like, ew, no, I don't want to do it. And then the production would be like, oh my God, this is TV gold. Let's inspire people to come out there because that's that's Jeff Probe's new thing. You got to inspire people. You got to connect. Um, he loves stories. So uh, Yeah, I think your story would be much more engaging in Big Brother. Well, I did just put an application into a casting person for it, so we'll see. Good for you. Don't All right. No, what, say, what were you going to say, Amanda? Oh, uh, nothing. Oh, um, um, Amanda, what reality show do you want to be on? Um, I don't know. I would say like drag me to dinner. That's what maybe drag me to dinner would be good. Um, Mike, are you familiar? with the television show drag me to dinner i have not seen such a program but i do know it exists and the premise i just have not watched maybe we'll talk about it next week if i watch oh. any episodes. um yeah amanda you gonna be on drag race one day yeah i think so that's the answer that's the answer all right our final topic mikey calm down i don't need you to love me because the trailer is here the musical adaptation of The Color Purple is only months away, and Oprah and Friends dropped the trailer for the upcoming film, starring Fantasia Barino, Taraji P. Henson, Danielle Brooks, Coleman Domingo, her, and the little mermaid herself, Halle Bailey. The film is a big screen adaptation of the Broadway musical, which was an adaptation of the Alice Walker novel. The trailer boosted the all-star cast, and I'm going to say it featured The Little Mermaid more than probably anybody else in that um, trailer, but hey, she's famous now. 
Of course, the music was the 11 o'clock number, I'm Here. For those who don't know, Fantasia played the role of Celie in the original production of The Color Purple from 2007-2008 and reprised the role on tour in 2010. It was rumored that Cynthia Riva was set to reprise the role from the revival production, but was whisked away to Oz for that double feature instead, which monetarily was probably a good choice. It also should be noted that Daniel Brooks played Sophia in the revival production and is reprising her role here. Uh, Mikey, are you excited for the film? I'm so fucking excited. I literally already told my husband, I don't care what we're doing for Christmas Day. We can tell my family to go fuck off for a few hours for all I care. I need to see this movie at least three times. Okay. Okay. How many times have you seen a production of the musical? I saw I saw it on Broadway with Cynthia Revo, Jennifer Hudson, Danielle Brooks. I saw the original cast do the re- or the original revival cast. And then I saw it on tour twice. I saw it zero times. Just never, it never happened. Like the stars never aligned. Um, um, Amanda, are you excited for the film? I am so excited. I also like, I moved to New York like the year after it, you know, closed. I haven't, you know, seen a tour. Pandemic has happened. You know, I, I just haven't seen it. Um, but I do love the movie. Uh, I know I'm familiar with the music and of course Cynthia Revo. Um and yeah, like I saw like the first note of the trailer, I was like a wreck. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but it's all it, it's gonna what's gonna happen. I'm gonna I can't wait. I'm like like you said, I, I will be in attendance on Christmas Day. Um now I I didn't know until looking at the Wikipedia page. Um, obviously Halle Bailey is playing the younger version, but do you know who's playing the older version? It's Sierra. Sierra's in the movie. Um, I mean, Oprah said, I got money. Here you go. Let's let, let's make this movie happen. I'm so excited. Will Fantasia join her sis, Jennifer Hudson as an Oscar winner? Yes. Ooh, okay, okay. You think she can win leading actress in a movie? It depends on who she's up against. That's the big thing. We don't know. I don't know what other movies are coming out this year. The only thing I can think of really that I could see, Margot Robbie and Barbie. That. And um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence may squeak it in with that comedy she's doing. No, I, that you, looks listen, they, lo- they love her though. They love her. Yeah. Um, if Fantasia wins, god damn it, that'd be insane. So insane. I'm shocked um, they did. I'm here for the trailer. Why wouldn't you? You it's the most iconic song from the show, but it's like doing Defying Gravity for the Wicked trailer. Like, you want to save that moment in the theaters, to, like, have that like real cathartic, like powerful like this is the best fucking song in the show i want to hear i think there's a little bit there's a little bit of a difference because i think the score of wicked has a little more um notoriety where you can put other songs like you can do the opening um uh um notes of yeah you can put that in the trailer for wicked and you'll know what it is i don't know if enough people aside from the broadway community know the the score of the color purple as well as i'm here because it's been used in a lot of pop culture moments before what song would you replace it with i would have done a more upbeat trailer rather than that push the button that or miss seely's pants it would have been a harder sell i think i think it could i don't know i think i think 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 T- t- trailer number two you'll get a more positive one they yeah. needed to get you hooked with the song i'm just over the whole somber thing like that all these trailers are doing with these like indie remixes of like 90s songs like b- the barbie trailer was so fun and it's just upbeat and quirky and fun. like that's what i want and like that's the that's gonna sell it more than like some somber thing i think but i think the difference is barbie is going to be a comedy i don't think you can necessarily call the color purple a comedy is barbie going to be a comedy it'll be a dark comedy if if you want to put it that way it's gonna yes it's gonna be a comedy um 
It the is, color purple is a celebration, though. Like, and and I just, I was, I listen, I love, I'm here, and that she, ooh, a Fantasia is brilliant, and she's going to murder it. Uh, she did in the trailer. I just, I feel like they could have gone with a celebration angle because it's just, I don't know. I just wanted, I just feel like that's the song to save. But the that's gays just want to emote. They got what the they wanted. The gays emoted. We, we're we're excited for it. We're talking about it. We're yeah, talking about it. I can't. We also stop. didn't see like it's not like we also saw like her acting choices and stuff. You know what I mean? With yeah. Song, so. Listen, I'm sure we all saw the Fantasia Barino story on Lifetime. We we know what acting choices she'll make. Um, Mikey, you know what I'm talking about. I need you to not come so hard for Miss Fantasia Barino, who was absolutely fucking brilliant in the broad when she replaced in the Broadway version. She um this this motherfucker gonna make me throw some. Now we love movie musicals, and there have been a, a few that have like squeaked through that no one really talked about because they either went straight to streaming or whatever, like Matilda or Thirteen. <laughs> what other move musicals deserve a movie treatment, and who should star in it? Mikey, Diana, have a list. No. <laughs> <laughs> to do. Um, no, I'm fucking with y'all. Um, there's no friggin' way. Um, well, I need to give me a second. You threw that, you sprung that upon me, and now I'm like having flashes. Mandy, what do you want? I've, I've thought Waitress would be a good mm-hmm. musical. Um, what else? Do you have anyone you want to star in it? Or do you think Sarah Bareilles could do it? Who who's gonna star in it? Um, I I was talking about this with my partner the other day. I was like, wouldn't it be so cool to see, um, like Kelly Clarkson do Waitress? Kelly Clarkson. I don't know if she would. She can sing it. She yeah. Would, she would crush it. Um. Um. But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I we do we we have heard rumors that Kinky Boots is on its way. Um, we'll see. That's all going to come down to casting. Honestly, I don't. I don't need that. Um, parade. Actually, I would love. I think it would be, be really cool. a powerful, strong movie adaptation of that musical. I would cast quite literally anyone but Ben Platt. Um, but I really like Michaela Diamond for Lucille. I would say Carolee Carmelo, but she is a little too old now to play the role, unfortunately. But I would love to see a filmed version of Parade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, I'm still crossing my fingers that we will get the musical movie adaptation of Spamalot. I want it. I want it so badly. They're optioning right now. They're 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 searching for a theater. I want it so badly. Um, I love Spam a lot so, 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 so much. Um, and give me give me just a cameo with Eric Idle and John Cleese. That's all I ask for. Just let him let him appear somewhere. Um, I don't know. I think there's there's just so many fun musicals out there that I think um I mean, let's be honest, we're, we're gonna get some version of Anne Juliet at some point in time. We're gonna get shot. Um, we're gonna get um Book of Mormon musical. Uh, hey, I'm shocked it hasn't happened yet. Honestly. I'm a little shocked we haven't gotten that either. Now that you say that, um, there's a lot of musicals from the past decade, two decades that are. Oh are wait, 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 wait. Uh, Spring Awakening might actually be pretty cool. <laughs> also, a little shocked that hasn't yeah. happened. That would be cool. Starring Leah Michelle as the mother. Um, starring Leah Michelle as um, I don't know, a PA not on screen at all um but i i know it's already been a musical and i've said it many times i'm just waiting for it to happen the timing has to be right just give me a new movie musical adaptation of cabaret starring lady gaga that's all i want let her play sally balls it would be brilliant she will get her oscar win for best actress what about starlight express I'm here for it. I want a revival of Starlight Express. You I do, do too. Um, Angela Weber, you you're you're not going to be re- you're not represented on Broadway right now. Bring that show there, and you will have it run for a week. 
because everyone's going to die. But come on, give me the, the good version, the original version, not the updated rap version. It's terrible. Give me the OG Starlet Express. Amanda, can you roller skate? No. No, so you're not going to be in Starlet Express? No. What about Bad Cinderella? It's gone. No, it's gone tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. It's gone. We done. Angela Weber, his, his reign's over. No, but I mean, we could do a movie of it. I think we're going to get, um, we would get an actual movie version of Joseph before we got a movie version of Bad Cinderella. I thought we have one with Donny Osmond. Eh, that's the stage version in movie form, technically. Um, it was the, really? It, yeah. Um, you, you, you I hate know, that show. You know, who, you know who should be the narrator? I'll give me a Broadway revival of Joseph with the narrator, Kelly Clarkson. Bad. Why? I, I just don't. Ooh, Kelly Clarkson would be a good Lucille in Parade. Okay. okay. Wait, that'd be kind of fire. I'm not going to Maybe, lie. maybe, you know what? This is inspiring me. Maybe we're going to, I'm going to have a, a spinoff podcast where we're just going to take Kelly Clarkson and everything, honestly. Yeah. We're, we're going to do a spinoff podcast one day where it's going to take some musicals and just cast them. And this is my husband and I's favorite thing to do. We ride in the car. We listen to the Sirius XM Broadway channel. All right, Mikey, and, we're going to make it happen. We'll, we'll figure it out soon. It's going to happen. And we cast. We cast celebrities. We cast our friends. We cast everybody. It's I, used just my to do, I used to do that while I was in uh, rehearsals for shows. And I was like, I don't want to fucking focus on stage management right now. I want to cast. That's so all I do. I love it. It's so much fun. All right, friends. What are we looking forward to next week? In terms of... Um life life or pop culture things or anything um i'm producing a pop punk show on tuesday um uh, a three dollar bill called called war tour a tribute to our youth featuring season 14's bosco rupaul's drag race finalist um very excited to hang out with her and and relive the music that um used to make us cry in our bedrooms when we were 13 Mikey, did you ever go to Warp Tour? No. No, not your kind of music. I didn't go to a concert until I was 21 and it was Aaron Carter. Rip. But now I've probably been to 200 concerts because of my husband's job. So like, yeah, it's uneven, but whatever. What are you looking forward to next week? Uh, looking forward to, I don't know if I can use that, but I have rehearsal all week for two shows that I'm in. Look at you. Booked Tony, and blessed. Future Tony winner. <laughs> no, I can't dance. Uh, who said you're going to be in a uh, winning a Tony Award for a musical? Maybe a play. I would love that. I just, I would have to actually be trying and I'm not. The revival of I Am My Own Wife. No. Um, I don't know. I don't know what play. Maybe Doubt. Which coming back, so excited that cast. Okay, fire. fine. We're, okay, I you can cast anybody in a revival of that show. They pick Time Daly and Leah Shriver. Whoa, no. whoa, whoa! No, bad that's casting. fighting words. That is fighting words. They are both incredible. Time Daly, yes, that's such bitch. a downgrade from Cherry Jones, bitch. What's going Stein to be Daly done? Incredible. Give me Kathy Bates. That's the revival I want. No, thank you. Okay. Okay. So I guess you're excited for doubt. I'm very excited for doubt. Who's going to play um, the mother? LaChance? No, I think that they're, oh, that role you kind of have to stunt cast because it is so small. Mm-hmm. Um, but they may just do up and coming for the other two because of the two big names already attached. It's roundabout. They got the money for whatever they want. Yeah. All right. Where can we find you both on social media and Venmo? Any pro- more projects you want to plug? Amanda? Uh, you can follow me on all social media at Amanda Pork, uh, A-M-A-N-D-A-P-O-R-Q. Um, and yeah, we chatted about our 69 questions earlier. 
Um, so you can check that out every single day of Pride at noon on my Instagram and my YouTube. My YouTube will have the full interview. My Instagram is going to have the highlights. Um, and yeah, I've been working on that really hard and I'm really excited. So um, yeah, that's about it. Mikey. Um, I don't use Instagram much, but you can always catch me on cross-border interviews. I do that uh, once a month. Um, we actually spun it off to an entertainment thing similar to this uh, monthly. No, not them. I also do, if you're a big theater fan, I do critique and review uh, professional theater in New York, uh, both Broadway and off-Broadway. Uh, and that's Lights of Broadway um, for cross-border interviews. You can always catch that. Please read them. I like hearing from people on what they think of what I've written. Amazing. Until next time.